0: MDOT presents the Extra Mile Podcast Legislative Session. Welcome in to another edition of the Extra Mile Podcast Legislative Session. I'm Paul Catull, MDOT Digital Media Manager, and I'm joined as always by my co-host Will Craft, who handles government and constituent affairs here at the agency. And I've said it the last few weeks but we really are getting close to the end of the legislative session. We've got another great guest for you today. We have Representative Richard Bennett from the Mississippi House of Representatives, and he uh, represents District 120, which is Harrison County. And Representative Bennett took office in 2008, and uh, we're really happy to have you here today. Thank you so much for joining us. I appreciate you having me here today.
1: Sir, Representative, took office back in 2008, and it's been a couple of years ago. Does it seem like it's been that long? It seems like it's been longer. It seems like I've been up here for a while. Well, tell us a little bit about yourself. What, what got you involved in politics? What brought you into the fray?
2: Well, my family's been in politics. I had served on the school board, and I would served on the local city council for many years. And when I retired from DuPont, I worked at DuPont for 33 years. Okay. And when I retired there, I had plans of going back doing some consulting there. I was in research and development with DuPont, and uh, I got a phone call got a phone call from Jim Simpson who held this seat previously before me and he said I'm moving out of the district he said Haley Barber is wanting us to find someone to run in this seat no one knows I'm not running yet and uh I said let me think about it and so a couple days went by I went and talked to my family who had been in politics my dad was elected superintendent of education my uncle was a superintendent of education and um so we, we knew a little bit about politics, but never on the state level had any of us run. And um, I was still thinking about it because I'm kind of a home person, and I don't like to be away from home, and um, it was a little hesitation there. Then I get a call from Haley Barber like three days later, and he says, I hear you're our guy. <laughs> well, to get a call and you're not in politics and the governor calls you, that's a pretty big deal. I mean, people may not, up here may not realize that, but when Haley that's Barber true. was on the phone, it was like, yes, sir. And he said, I need to see you Wednesday. And I was in my car and up here Wednesday. And from there, I got into the race and got elected. And that's how it happened. And, uh, you know, if Haley Barber had not made that call, I don't know if I'd have run or not. So, If you weren't the guy
1: before the call, you were after the call. (laughs) Yeah. That's pretty good.
0: That is a really cool story. Um, We want to talk to you about a variety of topics today, but one of the big ones, you are the uh, chair of the education committee. And there's a lot going on right there. You know, there's a a teacher pay raise So uh, going through with discussion. So do you want to talk about that?
2: Yeah, it's a big deal. This is a historic um, pay raise for teachers. There's never been a pay raise this significant or this large to the teachers in the state of Mississippi. Uh, Average teachers are going to get over $4,000. This will be the first pay raise uh, that has gotten us to the southeastern average, and to the national average. That's huge for Mississippi for our recruiting and retainment. Right now we're losing so many teachers to Alabama and Louisiana and to Tennessee, and I don't know if people realize that that upper scale we were a lot lower in. So young teachers who live on those uh, state lines, they'd go over to Alabama, for instance, and make six to $7,000 more a year oh, wow. than what our teachers were making. Well, they would get over there and they'd be vested in 10 years. They'd jump back into Mississippi and get vested back into ours. So it was really hurting us on our recruitment for those young teachers coming in. And hopefully that uh, this will rectify that and our teachers will stay here and teach. And it's, it's huge. And just to bring you up to speed on that, the Senate has signed their conference report. And I actually signed ours a while ago before I walked over here okay. and our other two conferees were in the process of signing it. So that'll hit the floor uh, either this week or next week and it'll be on the governor's desk for him to sign.
1: As you mentioned there, a so conference weekend, just uh, I want to ask you a little bit about that. I know this seems like the session drags on sometimes and it's just going to last forever but here we are again as Paul mentioned. Kind of what's going on right now over there with, with as you run through these last two weeks?
2: Well these last two weeks, obviously the toughest that's whenever the two ends the senate and the house come together and try to have a compromise on their bills a lot of times you know people are passionate about their their side their issue and on both sides so you've got to come to a compromise or the legislation doesn't happen and uh hopefully we'll we'll Come to some compromises and have some good legislation. I've always said and I always believe that the more eyes that are on legislation, the better off it is in the end. So I That's have right. um, no problem with. Getting together and debating the issues on it.
1: Absolutely, and I, I, excuse me, Paul. Not so just for those out there that may not know, so conferences we get here to this point, you got three uh, appointees, if you will, from right. from each chamber. that come together and, and hash out basically what's been talked about all session. So um, get that conference report signed, and then both houses take it to the floors. And uh, respect. Take it chambers. to
2: the floor. There can be no, no more amendments or anything. That's the final version. Right. You can't change anything once the conferees bring it back to the chamber. You either vote. Up, You vote it up or down, you vote yes or no, and that's the end of it.
1: So there'll be a lot of those going on over the next couple of weeks, I can only imagine. Uh, any other measures going on in the committee or with education that you'd like to uh, mention? Well,
2: we've, we've, we've got a few things still in the hopper um, and we're excited about. Obviously, one of the things that I am really proud of and is probably one of the most rewarding pieces of legislation is foster care. Uh, We have that bill out there where we will, I don't know if people realize, but these children that are in foster care, when they turn of age, we just turn them loose. They have nowhere to go. They have no family. They have nothing. And uh, 70, it's either 75 or 78% of these children wind up unwed parents in the penitentiary we've got to change that it's not fair to them they've already been dealt a unfair hand in life Uh, when when a parent gives you up or you're taken away from a parent or and you have no family it's a sad situation so what we're going to do here is we're going to pay for them to go to once they get out we're going to pay for them to go to college whether it is junior college four-year college we're going to pay for them to go to a trade school if that's the case We've worked with the universities and stuff, and I don't think people realize that whenever they close down the dorms at semester and all, these children have no place to go. So we're working with them, and actually some of the staff at the uh, junior colleges are actually going to have a program where they're going to invite these kids to their home for Thanksgiving and Christmas. But we're going to keep those dorms open for them because they have no place. You can't just turn them out. So I'm really excited about that. I think it's something that everybody – would be proud of and uh just give these kids a shot in life
1: you know I don't I don't know if this was intentional or not but you've grown at, at, apparently it seemed to have a very vested interest in taking care of the youth in the future kind of a Mississippi being with education the teachers and those are rearing our our kids in schools and foster kids did you kind of always see yourself being involved with education though no, you mentioned you had superintendent uh, into families
2: no I guess not to be honest with you uh I went to school to be a teacher and I only taught one semester All right. and uh, that was in uh, 1978 okay. and uh, I got out of it pretty quick I went to work for DuPont for the summer and had intentions of going back to teach but 32 years later I was still at DuPont
1: <laughs> and here you are now there Chairman you go. But but
2: I, but I think education is is our future it's it's our lifeline for the state if you don't move education up the state of Mississippi is not going to move up that's right
0: oh no doubt Uh, it's great to great to get an update on what's going on with education we uh, do want to talk a little transportation so you know why generally you know why is transportation important and then if you want to touch on any projects that are happening in the district
2: okay Uh, well obviously roads are important I've got to say we have a lot of uh, state roads in Harrison County. We have 26 miles of Highway 90 that runs across, uh, runs um, down the beach, and uh, the state is responsible for those. And we have a few state aid roads. And I've got to tell you, MDOT does a great job on Highway 90. That is an ongoing problem. There's sand continuously blowing on the highway, and. Uh, I'm going to give a shout out. I'm here. Sounds like I'm uh, pandering here, but I'm not uh, because uh, I'm here with MDOT. But That's right. I think Brad White brings such a common sense approach to MDOT that I think is needed. He's approachable. Uh, I, the people down our way have nothing but praise for for MDOT and what they do on Highway 90 and I know people get frustrated because that wind is continuously blowing and sands continuously on Highway 90 but they do a fabulous job down there and I want to thank them for what they do
1: Well, uh, One of the people that you might know uh, from the coast, Ms. Murtis Frank she is uh, she's continually on me about uh, seeing to that, that sand blowing across <laughs> 90 so um, definitely you're 100% accurate on that we certainly appreciate your nice comments about our boss
0: Absolutely. Do you want to we're talking the coast. Do you want to bring up, you know, Katrina happened 17 years ago. That was a long time ago, but it takes a long time yeah. to build back. And I've been down on the coast. It seems like things are finally really booming down there. Would you say that's a fair assessment?
2: Yeah, it is a fair assessment. I mean, we're, we're growing. The casinos are, are doing uh, a bang-up job. I mean, we have hit record highs there on uh, visitors. Tourism is up. We still have a lot of challenges. If you go on Highway 90, there's still a lot of empty lots, and insurance is a big problem there, and going to continue to be a problem, and the building codes. So that has slowed us down some. But if you go to the coast, the coast is booming right now. It's uh, we're real proud of where we where we are today, and um, and once we've gotten moving there, then we had the BP.
1: That's right. And That's BP
2: true. knocked us down again for a while there, and it really hurt us and uh, shut us down. And uh, I think we're moving in the right direction again. We've got a lot of projects happening there. We've got a lot of new businesses coming in. And, um, you know, the aquarium's open. IMMS so, is open. I don't know if you've ever been to IMMS, but you can swim with the dolphins, swim with the sharks.
1: Oh, no thanks. I <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's a great place. It's a great place for kids, and, of course, we have the Children's Museum. So we have a lot of family-oriented things happening also, not just the casinos. That's, oh, that's a, awesome.
1: That's great to hear. Yeah. Well, I know you spend a lot of time driving around the state, and obviously as, as many Mississippians like myself, we spend a lot of time eating good food. Um, is there a spot maybe back home, maybe here in the Jackson Metro, maybe somewhere out of the state, that anytime you're in the area you just got to stop by?
2: Well being from the coast so should not surprise y'all Gulf coast daiquiri oh. <laughs> okay. like daiquiri and it. restaurant it's in long beach on jeff davis avenue it is a fun place there's usually music going on there you, you just can't beat it it's really a fun place it's a new unique place since katrina and they're actually doing an addition now to double their space there but it is a fun it's great food uh trivia is being played there all the time it's just a Fun, good, family-oriented place. Even it's, though it's a daiquiri shop, it's a good, family-oriented uh, yeah, place.
1: <laughs> it might yep. be the best sale on a location thus far because I, I've never even heard of this place. So. No, uh,
2: it's 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 great. you got to check it out.
1: Okay. Uh, yep. Put that down, Paul. No <laughs> doubt. That I
0: think that's right up our alleys. Definitely hit up the daiquiri spot at some point absolutely. for sure. Absolutely. <laughs> um, Maybe we can broadcast there from one day. that's right there you go. That would be the most interesting podcast we've we've ever done for sure.
1: looking forward to that one
0: Representative Bennett, we really appreciate you being here before we get out of here. just want to ask you how's the best way for uh, people constituents to contact you well i
2: I have my cell phone on the website, and um, that's how I want people to call me text me text me is great It's better than the phone call, but if they would text me, I have my personal cell phone on everything on um on the official website on my personal website get in touch with me or call the state capitol they'll find me but uh yeah my personal cell phone is the best way
0: we love to see it we love to see uh, accessible politicians we uh really appreciate you being on the show today uh great conversation about education transportation the coast Uh, we do want to we'll go ahead and get out of here we want to thank our listeners out there for listening to the Extra Mile Podcast legislative session. Remember, you can download and subscribe to the show uh, wherever podcasts can be found. And you can also now watch episodes. Just search Mississippi Department of Transportation on YouTube. And uh, remember to follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Mississippi is the handle there. And actually, we have a website now, so you can go to gomdot.com forward slash the extra mile. You can find all the information on the podcast, all the old podcasts. And uh, remember, as always, remember to drive smart out there on Mississippi highways.